Hello and welcome to this episode of the AF Mentors podcast. I hope everyone is well. Today I'm going to talk about, let me just get my notes up, probably should have done that before. Okay, here we are. Today's episode is some tips about having the right product market fit and not being discouraged when things don't work because it's not probably what you're catastrophizing it to mean or it's not always. So product market fit is just a fancy way of saying you need to have the right message in front of the right people with then the right product. It's not good enough to have an amazing product or service or coaching experience if you haven't positioned it well. In fact, no one will ever really know if it's an amazing product unless you position it well because no one's going to buy it. Problem. So some recent examples from AFM coaches, and I kind of just noticed this trend and I was like, hmm, I think I should talk about this because it's really interesting. So one, one of my coaches, Hazel, ran a free trial to which nobody signed up. I think she got a couple of her mates to sign up and then decided not to run it because there was no interest. And she'll put her hands up and say that she didn't market it well. She wasn't really excited about it. it. The timing wasn't great because she had a load of other stuff on and it it just bombed, right? Now, if you do something half-hearted, this is a good example of like, go all in or don't do it at all. If you're going to do something, do it well or don't. This is a lot of the time, this is why I don't do free trials. It takes a lot of energy. You need to love it. You need to be involved in it. It runs off your energy. If you don't have that to give, don't do it. Because actually what ends up happening is you're like, hey, come and have a little insight into my business. Oh, it's shit and I'm only doing it half-assed. Then people are like, oh, even if I was thinking of signing up, do you know what? I'm definitely not going to sign up now. So make sure you don't do that. And anyway, some people would kind of shit themselves here about then running a paid program. Like, oh, no one signed up to my free trial. So who's going to sign up to my paid program? However, she just, so Hazel just launched her first ever group coaching program signed up 30 people which we actually capped the numbers at so I don't know what she would have got if we hadn't capped them but that was a good I want to say like four or five days before before the start date 30 people signed up reached the cap and the reason that we capped it was because first intake you want to make sure things run smoothly that you're not overwhelmed that everyone feels really really well supported And then the plan is to get feedback, to refine it, to make improvements, and then to launch again with bigger numbers. Now, who would have thought that more people would want to do a paid program than something for free? And I think there's a couple of good lessons in here, but one of them is like, don't underestimate that. When people are bought into you, often they want to pay. So when I'm working with someone, I actually want to pay them partly because of my own buy-in and the likelihood of me subsequently like actioning the advice that they give me but also partly because I want them to show up at their best right and also because I really value my time so I would rather pay someone for a consultation properly fully and then use that time well rather than it's like it's free but actually it's not free because it's the cost of my time right and when you work out your hourly rate like if I work out technically my hourly rate it's pretty fucking high now so actually that's costing me money if it's a pointless meeting so I would rather pay someone to actually show up well than for them to do me a quote-unquote freebie but it's kind of shit 
and honestly I mean I'll just say this anyway I recently had a free marketing call with someone very respected in the industry and he did it for free because I think he wanted me to do a testimonial for him and and it was one of the worst calls that I've ever been on no prep barely knew what me or my business was about half insulted me on the call like offered some really like generic advice and spoke quite a lot about random shit and about himself and just like kind of chit chat you know which would be fine except that what I wanted was actual legitimate marketing advice right again why I would rather pay full rate for a service than a mate just be like oh yeah I jump on a call with you and kind of chat shit about stuff like I'm not really interested in doing that like my time is valuable and this is the point like free is not always better this actually doesn't massively relate to hazel's free trial but i just thought it was a good lesson for people like a lot of people think that getting something for free is a good thing when you i don't know if it's just like a life lesson that i've kind of realized it's like i would much rather pay for something and actually get what i wanted from it and i'd much rather pay someone enough to pay attention rather than like oh yeah you can have it half price or we can have it mates rates or you i'll just do it for free for you like it's never done quite the same because you're not a paying client and if i have a meeting with someone even if they are a mate i would rather pay for that so that they show up fully and so that they take it seriously and so that then in turn like i take it seriously and i action the outcomes as well and because the expectation is then there like i expect this from you that's how i expect you to show up like you can expect this from me and when sometimes it's the transfer of money that really consolidates that. Anyway, back to my point. Another example was Laura who launched a group program recently and only got two signups. Now, if she didn't already have a full, I think 35 to 38 one-to-ones off the top of my head at the moment, kind of a book, roster, intake, whatever, 35-ish one-to-one clients, then that might have seemed like this big failure. But the truth is, people do want to pay to work with her. In fact, they are actually happy to pay a little bit more to work with her. But the group wasn't marketed well. The group wasn't positioned well. It wasn't what people wanted. And then even more interestingly, the people that did sign up to that weren't in her niche. And she was a bit like, I don't even know if I want to work with these people. They're not really the people that I usually work with or want to work with. And it's interesting to investigate this and question whether the way that you're promoting a group option is maybe as like a lesser or more generic version of your one-to-one and that's putting people off. And then you're either attracting the wrong people or you're just not attracting people. Because they're like, well, I'd rather work with you one-to-one. If if I'm gonna pay, I wanna pay, you know, maybe they have a similar mindset to me. Like, if I'm gonna pay, I wanna pay for all of it. I don't want like a watered down version of this. I don't want a generic version of this. Now, group coaching done well isn't that, but it's, with you know it's your marketing that has to prove that that has to show that i honestly think group coaching done well is better than one-to-one coaching that's quite a bold statement because i think it depends on the client and their needs but for a lot of people and i would say potentially the majority of people the benefit that you get from the group is in addition to the coaching and then final example from the book club yesterday Haley was saying that she only got two people on a a group launch that she did and uh, she knows why and she knows how to improve it for next time but the important part here is like she she had a target of 31 to ones by june and she hit 31 to ones a good couple of weeks ago so she hit that target way before she needed to hit it and again like 
you could see that as a failure if you just launched a group coaching program and a few people signed up you'd be like oh it's me no one wants to work with me that's not true it's just the wrong product in front of the wrong market you've not packaged it up well enough because people do want to work with you they've signed up they've paid money they're working with you you've just not put the right product in front of the people that you want to help or you've not shown them that it's the right product for them and one approach I really like and in fact what I will say is that a lot of people think okay well once I full one-to-one I need to do a group option and that's not the only way to scale and sure you can take on coaches but even that like you don't have to do that to scale and one approach I really like because it's what I use on AFM is to give people the support when they need it most for example the first three months of coaching and then you lower the support once they've got the ball rolling that's why I run AFM the way that I run it we give you a ton of support for the first three months and we implement with you and really come inside your business to help you build it and then when you're up and going and you need less support you can choose to join core AFM which has less one-to-one support and is a lower price Now, selling straight into core AFM doesn't usually work because you need the one-to-one implementation initially, right? It's getting to know you, it's getting to know your business, it's getting to know your vision and it's putting the right steps in place because actually the advice that's right for one person isn't right for you. It might, you know, there are some basics like, hey, it might be good for everyone to get in three workouts a week, but there are some more specific things like what's the right calorie target for you? How can we fit this in around your life? right and same with your business actually what's right for your marketing what's right for your niche what's right for the business you want to build that will be different depending on your starting point depending on your vision depending on the people that you want to help and depending on your coaching style as well so the point I want to make about the above examples is it would be easy to see these as failures instead of learning opportunities And it helps that all these examples like prove that they can sell, they can coach, people do want to work with them. But when you don't have the, when you don't have the right product market fit, you can be a great coach with a ton of ability and it's not quite working because of your marketing, not because you're shit, not because you need more followers, not because people don't like you or they don't want to work with you you're not a bad coach and you don't like ability or demand you just aren't putting in the right product in front of the right audience with the right marketing and again what's interesting about all these um, examples is that they were able to sell the higher price option but not the lower price option right so it was either the free trial or the groups that didn't really work very well but actually the one-to-one which is higher or the group option which was paid did significantly better And then another important reminder, to reminder, another important reminder that I don't think any of us do well enough is to make it clear how you are different. And this is probably what's so important about the marketing side of these. Why is working with you different to what they've tried before? And often we're bad at explaining this because on AFM or with EIQ grads, or honestly, if you're listening to this podcast, you likely surround yourself with incredible coaches. And I mean, you definitely surround yourself with me, right? Because you're listening to this. Now, remember that your program is novel to your audience. It's different than what they've tried before. They've probably been doing Slimming World and Weight Watchers and some awful six-week shred or something. And I would 
literally go out of my way to say, this is different. And one of the biggest barriers to most people to signing up to your program is like, oh, I've done this before. I've tried diets before. It would just be another thing that won't work. You need to break that barrier down by showing how you're different. Why is it different? How will you make it work for them this time? And don't be afraid to say that. And I think one of the reasons that people are afraid to say that or they feel weird about it is because they know that other coaches that they follow could read it and be like, well, I do that. It's not that different. It's not for them, right? It's not for me to read it and be like, what are you talking about? It's different because you work on mindset. I work on mindset as well. You're not saying it's different to me. You're saying it's different to what they've tried before. And it is different. And that is what's going to get them results. And you need to be more confident in your marketing or people are going to go back to Slimming World or so-and-so shred or some meal plan program. So if you want to help people, you need to get out of your own way and show how you're different. And that doesn't mean you're massively uniquely different to all the other incredible coaches that you surround yourself with. But know that actually that's quite a small group of people and your audience isn't following all of those people. And the likelihood is your audience hasn't done good coaching before. So that's what you're saying. You're saying I'm different than the shit diets you've done before. You're not saying I'm different than all these other coaches that have also done EIQ. Even though you are and you you will be distinctly different and uniquely different. But you need to, what you're really different than is some shitty fad diet. I hope that this episode has been useful to you. And I want to leave you with this. So if you're listening to this and you feel like you've been conned by mentorships before or let down or you've wasted a lot of money or they've tied you into horrible contracts, I want to hear from you. I want to show you what good mentoring can be like. I want you to experience a mentorship that actually cares about you and your business and doesn't see you as a number one where you feel heard and appreciated and supported because that's what you will get on AFM. And the proof is in the results. Like we don't tie people into long contracts because we don't need to. People stay because they want to stay. That's what makes the community so incredible. Everyone is here because they want to be here. So if you want support, like I've never seen anywhere else before to build a business that you love, head over to afmentors.com book in a call with me. It's not salesy. There'll be no pressure tactics. I'm literally going to ask you a couple of questions. One, tell me about your business now and where you want it to be. And let's see if I can help you. And then if I think I can help you, I'll ask you if you have any questions about mentoring. That's literally it. I'm not going to tell you you need to sign up on the phone. I'm not going to pressure you into anything. I just want to show you what it can be like when you are supported and how much easier it is to get out of your own way and help the people that I know that you can be helping when you have the right support in place.